And he opens the door and he's like, hey. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, let me just ask you one last thing. Did you just fart in my bedroom? Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I hope that you are having a divine week. Uh, I know that I am. I hope if you were celebrating Mother's Day, it was a nice day for you. And uh, I'm really excited to share this week's episode with comedian and actress Kelly Katie. Uh, I'd never met her before. She is a delight. I had a really fun time talking with her about the uh, hairier living situations that she encountered when she first moved to L.A. Uh, she was 18, didn't know anybody, and found herself in some uh, interesting predicaments, I'll say. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, give us that five-star rating on iTunes. Please just do it. It helps us book uh, guests and makes me feel good about myself. So if you listen, just just tap the five stars. Just do it, please. You can also check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page should you like to um, support the show financially. Boy, that would be dandy. And you can email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com and... Uh, let me know what you think of the show. If you have a bad time that made a good story, you can share it with me. I'd love to read it. And uh, maybe I'll just read it on the air. That's all I've got for now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kelly Katie. But they are lovely, and I, I wish they were lighting us right now. But Boy, that's something to think about for future episodes. I think you should. <laughs> Just candlelight episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just have, invite people to my apartment who I've never met before. Now, here we are. <laughs> Would you like some wine? <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Good to know. Good to know. All right. All right. I think I'm going to try that one week. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yep. What's happening? Happy to be here. Um, not much. Uh, I just came from work. Where do you work? I work with uh, seniors. I'm a caregiver. Oh, like old senior. I thought like, like super seniors. seniors in high school. No. <laughs> super, super seniors. No. Okay. Super senior okay, citizens. That's, okay. That's very cool. What do you do with them? Um, help them. Yeah. I, I'm not like a formal, like uh, certified caregiver, but I'm more of an assistant that has a lot of experience with people with dementia and Alzheimer's and I can take their take the heat yeah i mean that's <laughs> got to be challenging work at times yeah oh yeah it is but it's also really rewarding I'm sure because they it's actually very hard to find good people to work with uh seniors because they are easily taken advantage of and abused and and um you know it's fun for me i uh it keeps me humble <laughs> and um i get to cheer them up and take mm -hmm. them go play bingo and you know it, it's it's actually very uh chill at, yeah. at, in some ways but yeah. then there's like the you know they become very ornery and they can be very uh aggressive at times and and uh you know just kind of dodging that and um it's helped me what led you to doing that for work 
Honestly, I, I just looking for work, uh, like I had gotten fired from a job. Uh, I was working in a hotel and, um, what did you do? <laughs> I was consistently one minute late. Really? Yeah. Can, one minute late. I would just, I wouldn't budge on it because <laughs> like, I'll show up when you want me to, but not quite. Exactly. That's the perfect, like, fuck you about. It's just like, yeah, I could have been here. You just like wait around at like the, the check-in machine or whatever and just wait for it to be a minute late. Well, there was this parking garage that was up the hill from the hotel and you had to take a shuttle down and that was that extra minute. Uh, and because of that inconvenience for me, yeah. I wasn't going to budge on that extra minute. And uh, yeah, they fired me and I cried. Really? <laughs> yeah, I cried. Wow. Were you surprised? Did you think you'd just get away with it? No, I knew. I oh, knew okay. what I was doing, but still, <laughs> when you're there in the room with two people telling you that, you know, you're done. And that's, that's such a petty reason to fire somebody. Did they that's just consider what I it like insubordinate or something? Like a they, they wanted me out. The owner liked me a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> they wanted me out, man. I, they knew I was just taking too many privileges at that point. And... <laughs> And uh, so that's what they got you with. That's what they got me with. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're doing much no more noble work, right? So yeah. it all worked out. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort. sort of. I make my own hours. So that's cool. Oh, and, that is really cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, but the way that I got into it was I answered an ad on Craigslist from a little old lady who wanted to write a book. And, and I, uh, I started working with her and, and she, you know, they're crazy at yeah. a certain age yeah. that you just, my grandfather had dementia. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, anyways, she, I, I quit her job cause she was bipolar and she started to refuse to pay me. And I, but then I was referred and then I just got into this network of old, old oh, folks. Oh yeah. It's not a bad network to be in. I work for an elderly, uh, woman in Beverly Hills. I like do her work on her computer. And I don't know. So I was I was drinking. I, I pulled out this coffee mug, and it says Duke Grandpa. Um, this was given to me by my best friend as an apology gift for dating my ex girlfriend behind my back. So it just got me thinking: Have you ever received or given an apology gift? Oh wow! <laughs> no, no, neither side of it. I mean, an apology gift, not like related to a breakup or anything. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here. You know what? I'm actually really bad at that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't. My mom didn't teach me social norms. I was kind of uh, coddled, and my mom was a hermit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. She worked from home, and she was very antisocial, and I was very social. My dad was out of the picture. At the time, he was living somewhere else, and I just didn't, I didn't learn the cues things like that, that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. social cues, nice. all of that's gone. Well, one could argue that I did learn those things, and I couldn't think of one time I've given an apology <laughs> gift. So, <laughs> all right. so, look at that. You're not alone. I don't feel so bad, no. <laughs> that was for cheating on... That was for lying to me about dating my ex-girlfriend behind my back. And we actually, I had a whole, I had my ex-girlfriend on the podcast and we dove into it. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a long story. Um, I'll I, tell you which episode it is later if okay. you're curious. But it was one of my favorite episodes because I broke up with her the same day she met my family. So that was really fucked up. 
in college. And then years later, they totally destroyed me uh, by lying and everything else because I wasn't over her yet. It was a whole mess. Did, so you, you guys are all cool now. <laughs> yeah, now we're all cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not cool with any of my exes. <laughs> There's no well, friendship there. She hasn't talked to me in like four months, and I've reached out a couple times. So maybe it was uh, you know short lasting. I don't know. <laughs> I wish her all the best. I hope she's doing well. Well, you got a cool mug out of it. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Kind of the ironic fun gift. I'll never be a Duke grandpa, but you know, yeah, Duke University, yes. obviously, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, speaking of. Maybe not uh, picking up on social graces or gifts or however you want to phrase it with your hermit mother. Um, what was it like moving here? I hear you had some interesting roommate situations. Yeah. Um, How was that so, segue? well, I'm. <laughs> it was good. I <laughs> liked it. It was, it was a little bumpy. It was a little bumpy. I was like on the. I was on it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, when I first moved out here, I was 18 and... Uh, you were coming from Vegas? Coming from Vegas, okay. just packed up a little car and was like, hey, did it. And <laughs> and I met this girl who, um, she, family was really well, well off and we were both going to go to Santa Monica College and we were stoked and she was really cool and we got along. And um, a couple months into it, she started bringing home much, much older men, like 40 or 50, you know, year old men that she was meeting at the coffee bean. At the coffee bean? At the coffee bean. Interesting. Okay. Uh And you guys are both like 18? Yeah, we were both 18. Okay. So that's troubling. Yeah. And and (laughs) she was an artist. Uh That's what she said she was. But I caught her one day painting over. She was stenciling, basically. She would take out of a picture book. She would put a paper on it, stencil it, and then paint it in. Uh, that's the kind of person she was. She was just like exploring in these very weird. Sure. Weird I don't want to generalize, but this is one of those people who says they're an artist because they have like infinite backing behind them and they can afford to just sort of mm-hmm. prance about and call themselves. She was a prancing. Okay. Okay. She was a prancing. She was prancing prancin into the coffee bean. <laughs> prancing into the coffee bean and taking Strunk names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please go on. I'm fascinated by this. Um, what kind of well, anyway, <laughs> one? His, his name was Jonathan, and he was Australian. Oh, and he looked just like Jim Morrison. He was hot. Okay. He was really hot. Okay. And so that one, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. This is okay. Can I cuss? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. To be clear, she was taking <laughs> these men home to then have sex with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh All yeah. Right. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clarify. <laughs> and I'm pretty easygoing to be honest. I'm and I'm open minded and and that that wasn't a big deal to me. Uh, a few of them were cool, and then they just kind of started getting weird, and and I started to feel unsafe because of just the sheer amount of like people coming in a couple times a week couple times a week yeah a couple times a day and straight up strangers and uh oh god and then one day i came home from from class and um there's a man on on the living room couch and he looked oh, very familiar but also like a very dirty johnny depp and um okay <laughs> <laughs> and i went into my room and i kind of processed it and she wasn't there and uh there was like a little bit of wine in my room, there was a cut, and I, I hadn't been drinking, and, and red flags just started going off, and then suddenly I realized that guy was the, the dude that stands out in front of the CVS 
down the street asking for money, <laughs> asking for money. And he, and I remember seeing him, you know, have conversations with himself. So he was obviously a little, you know, Hey, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Stop it. What's your name? Penny. Penny. Yep. That was my dog's name. Really? Growing up, yeah. Oh, wow. Penny and Sophia. Both cool. dachshunds. Oh, I love dachshunds. Mm -hmm. I love them. Were they the brown ones or the black? Yeah, they brown. were brown, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the guy from CVS who asked yeah. for money and probably has some sort of bipolar per, uh, schizophrenia. personality, schizophrenia, mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's in your living room and your roommate is not there. Is and she's not there, yeah. Okay. And... Uh, and so then I cut the lease and uh, I moved out. What did you do in that? Did you ask him to leave or anything? Or did you just like go in your room and lock the door? Or? Yeah, I was just in my room hyperventilating. <laughs> oh, okay. What was his response when you came in? Was he just like, hey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very casual. Just like made himself at home. His feet were on the coffee table. He was watching, I think, Maury. And, um, <laughs> Fine program. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, little little of me. I just I I cut the lease way early, and I feel really bad about the the girl that I found to move in. She was a nursing student at UCLA, and and I didn't tell her anything. I just Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, but she was strong minded, and she was a bit older, and so I think she probably handled herself okay. How did that conversation go with the floating roommate or the floating artist, <clears throat> the wandering artist? It didn't go so well. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> did you had you talked to her about this before? Like, hey. Uh, no, I didn't know how to communicate. Stop it. <laughs> when I hadn't, hadn't really acquired the communication skills yet? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't know. I, I just, I, I thought, oh, this is, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then, you know, it was just like run, yeah. basically. So like zero to 100. Mm -hmm, zero to like 100. We never talked again. Uh, she's married now. She's riding around the country with her husband in a bus. Like, you know. Living that dream. Yep. <laughs> living that dream. Yep. And yeah. Did you tell her why you were moving out? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because you had a very sympathetic point of view that I'm sure a rational person would have understood. <laughs> but you just like, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, we're, uh, I did a lot of dumb things too at 18. So, but you know, just laughing about it now. Uh, that's, that's really funny. Like, gotta go. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go live alone. That'll be a lot better. That's what this city does, though, like with how you handled like getting the replacement roommate. You just get to this point where you just like got to get out of whatever the situation you're in is. And so it's like, well, they'll figure it out because, you know, it's like if you're totally honest about it, you probably wouldn't get them. And then you'd have to look harder. I don't think anyone in the housing industry here is ever honest about the no. living situation that no. they're either offering or entering into. My favorite word this is kind of tangential, but is like when I've been in the process of moving, which has happened seemingly every year that I've lived here, uh, when they, when anytime I see a listing that says cozy, I'm just like, all right, so that's going to be like a closet. <laughs> <laughs> cozy yeah. is key for tiny. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's what I've learned. So, okay. Free so, spirit. <clears throat> avoid that. Yeah. That's free, what... <laughs> yeah. That's basically just an excuse to be an asshole. <laughs> Yeah. No, I just, you know, I just kind of do my own thing. And yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want that. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Just, just an asshole. So, I mean, 
to be 18 and it seems like so was it just was your upbringing sort of just like were you just not around like what was was it going from wherever from were you in like vegas or are you sort of on the out yeah nobody lives on the strip or even immediately around the strip Uh, it's about 30 minutes out and you know it's just a little suburb of um, vegas and i grew up as an only child my sister was 19 years older than i was so she was never in the house um so yeah it was basically uh, like an only child parents divorced around 11 so things were really tense in the house and then i was just it was mostly me and my mom and um me sort of figuring things out on my own with very little guidance (laughs) (laughs) so then it probably didn't seem like a huge stretch to be 18 and move to la by yourself if you kind of had been on your own in a lot of ways yeah throughout those years anyway i thought i could do it but hindsight no well yeah i mean like that just had to be so overwhelming and just like moving out and i mean like did you have like friends or any like did you have to stay or nothing where'd you go after you i just rented like a little tiny studio Mm -hmm. and uh luckily i had had you know uh, some money saved up before i moved out and that was what i ended up using just to get out and get a new place Um, okay and um but going home was not at all even a an option mm-hmm. like that and having parents help or anything like that was just a big no and so it was like well i'll just carry all this weight on my shoulders sure. <laughs> and figure it out and have you know a mental breakdown <laughs> is that what happened yeah okay for sure and that was when you were living and just to clarify you moved out here to to do acting and, uh-huh. and okay uh-huh. yeah the negotiation was that to go to school but mm-hmm. uh that was around 2008 mm-hmm. and everything, the, the big crash happened. Right. Parents lost their jobs and, and I was just like, I'm not going to accumulate all this debt. I know what I want to do. I had a manager who was really bad. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was like, I, I can do this. They could do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're living by yourself and then you basically just have a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, what I was, happened? Well, I was isolated. Yeah. I was in a studio and I, I knew nobody and I was working, but the, I didn't really connect with most of those people. I don't connect with very many people, to be honest. Um, you know, especially at that age, you're just so I was so shy. I was afraid of everything, you know, um, and I isolation is is terrible for yes. your mental health. And uh, I just remember I mean, it gets gnarly, but I, I had an upstairs neighbor who would just hear all the things that were going on in my apartment and he, and he would bring down food every night because he obviously heard what was going on, which was a lot of crying. Yeah. And bulimia and like, okay. it's like gnarly stuff. Yeah. Like, don't, like, don't isolate yourself ever. <laughs> was that something that you dealt with before or did it hit you while you it were hit here? It hit me there. And it yeah. wasn't about weight loss and what I don't know that it was about that it was just about like uh, you know not loving myself and I'll just just putting too much stress on myself Mm -hmm. all that pressure it it started to just kind of well up I've heard people say that control is a reason they say like like you can control nothing out here in particular and so this was like a way where like you were controlling like you had something that you were in control of even though it was really unhealthy I've heard that and (laughs) I I, No, I've heard that. And I think it is for a lot of people. Mine was kind of about hurting myself. Yeah. Punishing myself. um, Because I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was lost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I live by myself uh, for like 
a year and it was a nightmare. It was just like, you know, it was in like a, probably like a 12 unit building. And like, there was this girl that I was super into and I had moved, like moved into this place basically to just like start over from a disastrous relationship, not even relationship. Um, so, you know, I was trying to just like pick myself up and this, and then there was a girl that I was into and then there was another guy and like we all, the three of us hung out a lot, you know, <laughs> and then I was just like trying to play it cool in my way. And, uh, <clears throat> I remember there was like a smoke pit that we would like smoke cigarettes at in the back or whatever. And, and, uh, there was like, I guess she texted me like, Hey, want to, what up? meet you in the pit in a minute or two. And I was like, okay. And then I just like watched from my window and I was like, I'm just going to keep her waiting. That's going to be my move. Like trying to not be accessible or whatever the hell. Stupid. Uh, Anyway, and then the other, I was like feeling bad but good about myself, about this choice I've made. And then the other guy just comes out and then I just watch them start making out. (laughs) They are now married. Really? Did you ever recreate that in any of your stories? I haven't yet, but I need to. Hilarious. Because yeah, I've got what I had coming. But, you know, I mean, then I wasn't <laughs> sure what the... Con- I remember, like, being out there with the guy not long after, just the two of us. And I was just, like, so I'm thinking about asking Caitlin out. That's her, not a real name. Good. Uh, and, then, uh, and then he was just like, really? I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if you're like... We have a connection or something. I don't know why I volunteered. I already knew that they were a thing or at least something. Because you had seen them. I'd seen them making out. And And you said that. Yeah. You were delirious. I was. Mm -hmm. I was. I was just like completely delusional. It just, and then I just inserted myself into a very awkward situation because he was a nice guy. He didn't want to like, he didn't know that I knew. So he was trying to just like, well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if she's like, you know, your type or she's looking like she was saying he was saying all these things. And then I oddly just got pleasure out of seeing him squirm about it. I don't know. I was in a bad place. Yeah. And, and was it the manipulation that you were getting? Like, I think so. Because, he, you know, he won. Yeah. They won. They were together. And I was just like sitting there like, oh, and my place didn't have any sort of air ventilation or circulation. It was just July. And I was just like 98 degrees in there. And it was. That was a rough year. <laughs> That's so funny that that was your darkness is like playing people, you know, and yeah. like watching them from afar. Yeah, not quite comparable to, to what you would dealt with. But, uh, you know, uh, there was also lots of crying and sadness and everything yeah. else. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then what? So finally, did you just have enough? You're like, I got to live with people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm so lucky to have snapped out of it. And um, and then I then I. I, I was so broke and, uh, I found a place in the Valley when the room was like $400 a month and it was with five guys, uh, all of them really weird, really weird artsy, artsy guys. But I had this, uh, sorry, I had my own little kind of, uh, corner and like a little apartment off of the house. So and bathroom and everything was like closed off. And oh, so okay. they all shared the main house yeah. and that bathroom. And I had my own little cove and, um, okay. yeah, good. <laughs> it was good. I mean, it was good for me because they're, they were great people. Oh, okay, they sure. were weirdos, but sure. they were great people. One of them, you know, had prairie dogs, uh, illegal prairie dogs, which are, uh, vicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> 
I mean, it was so it was sad because he had them in like this tiny cage, and they're like meant to to run the prairies. Yeah, that's the name. Yes, <laughs> and uh, Not called cage dogs. Yeah, they uh, they're vicious and um, weird. They that attack they, you. One attacked my dad. Really? Yeah, my dad was sitting um, uh, down on the floor and. <laughs> His name was Mugen, which is like an anime character. And your dad or the prairie dog? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like asking stupid questions. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, no, that's John. <laughs> but um, yeah, Mugen, when I, like just, I saw him just kind of get this crazy look in his eye and he, and he dug his feet into the carpet and just went straight for my dad's crotch Go, oh. because <laughs> he was sitting kind of like cross-legged and um yeah. he kicked him and <laughs> and it was fine sure. they're pretty durable yeah. and uh, yeah he kind of just flew across the room and that was uh, that was that i'm like dad this is what's going on i'm in hollywood <laughs> i'm in hollywood <laughs> Oh, man. So you said they're weird. Obviously, the prairie dog thing is one thing. Uh, how else did that manifest itself? Um, they, were, they, were, they were good people, though. But sure. uh, one of them was he was a special effects artist. So he made monsters. Mm -hmm. And um, he so there were always monsters and people coming into the house to do makeup. And our whole garage area was just plaster and, and oh, wow. molds. And it was it was cool. And he ended up going into that show. Face Off, I think it is. Oh yeah, it mm -hmm. was a special effects show, and he did he did well there. But oh, cool. yeah, that was that was George, and and he always had his toenails painted. And one time, I fell in front of him, and I <laughs> I wasn't wearing any underwear. All right, I'll just say it. Put it out there. Okay, yeah. and I wasn't trying to be a, a skis, but it just happened to be a bad day for me. Mm -hmm. And. Um, <laughs> And uh, I also hadn't shaved in a really long time because I was coming out of depression and I nice. just was like, fuck it. And I fell in front of him and mm -hmm. all of his workshop people, there were women there. They're all just working in the shed. And, and I tripped over a mold and just him. <laughs> he was the only one that saw. But I fell <laughs> and my skirt opened up <laughs> and he was so his face was like, pure horror like the like he, he and he makes monsters for a living like he 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 like studied dead bodies and when he saw my vagina he was so horrified and and uh yeah was that ever addressed <laughs> he, couldn't, that it he couldn't talk about it he couldn't even he couldn't he never actually was the same towards me again really? <laughs> he was always a little weird <laughs> now were you mortified in that moment too oh absolutely it yeah. was uh, um, mostly because of his reaction if he'd have laughed it off i'd, I'd laugh it off right. but the fact that he, <laughs> i couldn't like i'd get this little look from him you know every once in a while <laughs> like, bro that's a good point because yeah it goes from just like that was awkward and embarrassing to like what the fuck i'm not a monster <laughs> yeah it, it was i don't know what was so deeply deeply awkward about it for him because it's just i think he just was shocked to see that i had a book 
<laughs> I think that, that it was just scary for him because <laughs> he didn't see me as that type of person. <laughs> you know, I think we, we make these things up in our minds when sure. we meet somebody and uh, I don't know, you know, yeah. like they're, 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 every once in a while something will come out and it'll just shock you. Do you size up people's pubes in your head when you meet them? <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe a guy that I'm interested in, yeah. for sure. You know, maybe it'll cross my mind. I eh? <laughs> wonder what he's got. What's the ideal pube situation for a guy you're into? <laughs> I ask the hard-hitting questions here. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I don't want a, a, any a, like a naked mole rat. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but I also don't want, you know, too much. So yeah. just a little bit. Of, but I don't want it too manicured or anything like mm -hmm. that. That's, yeah. that's uh, too much. Sure. That seems like a reasonable request. Because then I have to be held to those standards. Right. And then, you know, yeah, we don't want that. No, no. no. But Okay. All right. Yeah. So so you're flashing people. Uh, <laughs> you're living with prairie dogs. Uh, it sounds like for the most part, these were just like, I mean, this time you were what, like 1920? Yeah. So this is, these kind of sound just like the people you would interact with in college or something. It was kind of, sort of like. Sort of the oddballs, but like harmless for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, Yeah. Good. <laughs> all of them, all of them, just huge geeks, but yeah. sweethearts. Um, nothing bad to say about any of them except for one guy that we had rent tempor temporarily mm -hmm. who was, you know, he was a heroin addict and he, and uh, that was a bad night. Yeah. It was tough. Um, oh, what happened? Well, one of the guys couldn't afford the room temporarily. Mm. His name was Ian. He was a sweetheart, but he... Uh, had to leave and so we just went on Craigslist and I wasn't there to coordinate things because I just you know knew how to read people and um, they didn't it was like oh okay cool come on in basically and this guy uh, said he was like you know a, a technician and or a software engineer or whatever and then he got in <clears throat> and that same night one of the roommates knocked on my door uh, a very naive has never done a drug or drank alcohol in his life. And mm -hmm. he was like, Kelly, I think, uh, I think this, this guy is, um, he's playing video games. It's way too loud in there. And we got to tell him to be quiet. And, and <laughs> so I go and up to the door and he's going, Aluga, Aluga. <laughs> and he's like bouncing off. The, and I'm like, no, he's on meth. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he was like freaking out in there. It was so sweet that he just thought he was playing video games. But I immediately knew it was like something gnarly going on in there. And so we called the police, which took five hours for them to come out to Van Nuys, where we were at at the time. Yeah. And, and we all just kind of sat in the front yard and... Um, waited for them to come but he started walking around the house and like slamming stuff and he was picking up knives and he was like throwing shit and and uh it, what was crazy was when the police came and got him he he had been on uppers all night yeah. um speed and then he, right as the police got there he was taking heroin to come down mm. and um when they took him went into his room and there was just like needles everywhere. There was candy, there was ice cream, there was his so sobriety chips were in there, pictures of his family. And so he had just been out, he had just gotten out and he got to LA and, and just, he lost Fell it. Apart. Yeah. And we felt really bad about it. And then we just left his stuff outside for him to pick up the next day. Cause they didn't take him. They took him to the hospital. Oh, okay. And, okay. uh, yeah, and then we, and yeah. 
you really grow up quick when you, you know what I mean? Like when you, I, I, cause I just viewing this from like my maturity level at the age that we're talking about with you. And like, I was in the confines of like art school and this little bubble. And like, I can't imagine processing like real life shit. Like you had to do at that age. Yeah. I mean, that, that had to just like, you probably grew up pretty quick, you know? <laughs> I mean, <God> damn. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It was really like hardened. I was just like, I'm just doing it all, you know, I can mm. handle anything. And yeah. And, you know, ultimately that was fine. It was, it was stuff that I wasn't aware of that was, you know, ultimately the hardest. Like what? Well, you know, like being so young out there. I wasn't processing that, but that kind of stuff was pretty easy. It was like, you know, being alone, feeling like I didn't have anybody. That was the hard stuff that I, but I didn't acknowledge. Right. Okay. And feeling kind of lost without, without real steps, you know, to, to go toward. Well, that's the maddening, and I've talked about it before, but like the maddening thing about doing it, pursuing anything within the entertainment industry is that it's just not, there's no clear ladder. You know, it's not like a lawyer where you like go to law school. And I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, you go to law school, then you do your, I don't even know the terms, but, you know, then you work at a, you work your way up. It's like a clearly defined thing. You get your Johnsons and then you get your Berries and then you get your, you know, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I mean, chasing this stuff is just, uh, I don't know. It's at times it's maddening for anybody. So much less. Well, it's a scam. Well, yeah, there's that too. It's a huge scam, people. I mean, if you don't know anybody and you don't have money, you just better pray to God you're really, really lucky, you know, and and create your own stuff. Did you get scammed? Yeah, I like mean, scammed is, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, you're just, t- you got to get new headshots, you got to go to this class, you got to do this, it's like this never-ending cycle, I was, you know, you read scripts that are so bad, you're like, what's going on here, but okay, I got to go, and then you do it, and you feel like, you know, you've been violated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay, so, um, how much longer did you live in Van Nuys after the... The heroin incident. I lived with them for a while. I oh, lived good. with them for probably like three years. Nice. Okay. And um, <clears throat> yeah, they were all great. I I didn't know that boys pee out windows <laughs> um, whenever possible. Some boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was a house, so they could do that. Sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I would walk around the house and just be like, what's this awful stench? Mm-hmm. And everything would be kind of yellow around the house. And I n- didn't know until <laughs> way after that they were just all waking up and peeing out the window. Because <laughs> who's got the time mm-hmm. to walk to the bathroom? It's a whole ordeal. I guess. <laughs> I, 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 no, it's not. It's not at all. It's very easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> so living with five guys, was there any, was there ever any like sexual tension or anything there was like one that. that i later ended up dating oh really later like much later which was dumb <laughs> uh, it, it was it's just kind of incestuous when you're in this small world right you know those are the only people that you see around and then you'll date somebody who's like not for you at all yeah and uh that probably hurt his feelings if he saw that but uh, you know <laughs> i think he's married <laughs> he's, now <laughs> oh he's probably okay he's, he's hopefully <laughs> how did that <laughs> manifest itself um, Did you guys, like, who made the first move? 
Uh, I think he did. Yeah, he did. And I was just kind of like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) This is easy. That's why people do it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, I know he's not a psychopath. Yeah. Well, he was he was attractive and he was really smart and and really nice. And and, um, you know, not for me ultimately. But yeah, just kind of like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? So where did your living adventures go after you left those guys? Well, I left them because uh, the house, actually the entire time we had lived there, uh, the landlord was actually in the process of, um, he he was bankrupt. And he actually, the house was, what do you call it uh, when it's... Foreclosed? Not foreclosed. I mean, it had been foreclosed for a long time. The bank was in the process of taking it the entire time we lived there. And so he wasn't making payments. He was just taking our rent for uh, his himself, which yeah. was fine. I mean, we got to live there for super cheap for a really long time. And and then mushrooms started to grow under my bed <laughs> because there was a leak. Oh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and that's when I moved out. Yeah. We all moved out. And um, yeah, from there, I actually lived with one of the guys that I was dating. Um, and... Because I needed a place to stay, even though I kind of was over it at that point. And um, that's always a great, great reason to move in with somebody. Listen, I'm a monster. <laughs> no, all right. No. Circumstances make these things happen sometimes, but <laughs> which camera are you using? There's all a couple. Three. Oh wow, that's your close-up cam. Oh really? Oh, I've been shot. looking at the wrong one then. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and then after that, <clears throat> I. What happened in that? I one? had a huh? What happened when you moved in with the guy you didn't really want to live with? Um. Well, we had a b- bad breakup. Mm. The breakup was uh, <clears throat> basically. Uh, uh, if you don't want to go into, <laughs> I ask questions, but anytime you don't want to answer anything, that's fine. It's just for the sake of being vulnerable, I just ask really personal questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he's a bad snorer. <laughs> and uh, one morning, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I said, listen, we're done. All right. We're done. I can't do it anymore. And he started storming around the house. And he was stomping his feet. And he was like, God damn it. And he was just like so mad. Yeah. And, and I was really nervous about it. And I was like feeling all anxious. And my stomach gets really upset when I'm anxious. Yeah. Um, and... So I'm gathering my things and my stomach's freaking out and I walk out into the street. I'm in the street and he, and he's storming around the house. We're both crying. Fuck you. You know, and I'm in the street and he opens the door and he's like, hey. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, let me just ask you one last thing. Did you just fart in my bedroom? <laughs> Did you just break up with me? <laughs> break up with me and then fart in my in my room is like a fuck you. And um, <laughs> it was hilarious. So I started laughing. <laughs> you know, we both did because it was just really funny. Because I did. I did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> One last gas for the road. <laughs> It wasn't like malicious. It was accidental, but he thought it was malicious. Like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to really leave him a stinker. (laughs) A curse on his house. (laughs) God, that must have been. I mean, that sounds just it sounds like you were both able to just laugh at the absurdity of it. But 
all of the tears and everything else just spawned from <laughs> his snoring. And I'm sure there were other reasons why, and that was just the thing that put it off. But that's why I love doing this, because that must have been so shitty in the moment, just, you know, the... But when you laugh, you can laugh about it because that it was snoring. <laughs> and I hope my girlfriend doesn't hear this because I'm not a great snore. I'm a pretty bad snorer. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it, Joe. I don't know how anybody does it. <laughs> well, apparently she just nudges me and then I roll over and then I'm fine. I've but, heard it is just a minor adjustment that needs yeah. to be made, but I wasn't willing to find out. Well, we've had our <laughs> she's she's very patient with me because I've I've gone through phases of like talking in my sleep. And like one time I just like, not forcefully, I don't think, but I was just holding her wrist down while I was asleep and then she was asleep and then that affected her dreams. And then she woke up and my hand was like, you know, like holding her wrist. <laughs> <laughs> one time I was just like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. And I was sleeping. That scared the shit out of her. Yeah, that would really be scary. Yeah. I made one time I was just going. Ah. <laughs> like, a bit it apparently. I'm a mess. <laughs> She's very patient. <laughs> just watch out. One day, yeah. it's going to happen right when you wake up, too. She's just going to go, listen, I've had it. I can't take it. It's too scary. <laughs> and then when I leave, like, I'll go back to Ohio for like a week or two to visit people, and then she gets all excited. But then I think, oddly, not having those weird sounds keeps her awake because she's used to having the... Th so I've just ruined her entire... She never sleeps well now. And it's Aww. all my fault. <laughs> oh, now she's just like, oh, I need like a, a weird ambient noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those sound machines would just make high-pitched weird noises. <laughs> exactly. She could... You could record one for her. That'll be our, our, our anniversary. Do gift. it. I'll just... That would be great. <laughs> just like 30 minute loops of me snoring and making all anyway mm -hmm. um okay so then so now you're not living with him no the snore you're done with snoring mm -hmm. and moving on to better things yeah may, way better things things are great <laughs> now no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> yeah so i when i was a kid when i was 16 i had worked on a movie because i just was i always knew what i wanted to do and yeah. i was working on this film and uh i was a background but they they hired me on as a stand-in so uh, i got to work for the film for the summer and i met uh this guy who was much older than me but like never was creepy or i didn't even uh, you know think of it as like him he was more of a friend and just yeah. like a really nice person and he had been out in la and i had never really been in touch with him but now i was more of an adult you know and i could reach out and he knew a girl who he had wor he worked for the director of that movie and she was his assistant mm -hmm. and she was looking for a roommate in um hollywood hills wow. and uh that, i was like i'm i was like i am getting this spot and yeah. You know, honestly, at first, I don't think they wanted to give it to me. Mm. But then I met the whole house and um, majority ruled. Nice. And I want him over. I wrote him this long email about how, you know, I'm really cool, uh, but also not, you know, I, I like to party, but not too much. Like, I, I like I'm cool if you, uh, you know, want to offer me pancakes at four in the morning, but just make sure it's on a weekend, you know, <laughs> kind of a like thing. And. <laughs> And it, it worked out. And this so, is like an adult college admissions uh, <laughs> submission here, you know, right. like, but to, to be accepted into the apartment, yeah. the house. Yeah, the, the house. It's hilarious and haunted. And, oh, um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and yeah, I live with uh, five women now. We've lived together for almost five years. 
Oh, and that's where you've been ever since. Yeah, it's wow. like family. They're, yeah. You said it's haunted? Yeah. Have you experienced some things? Um, uh, every night uh, at 1.22 a.m., mm-hmm. our phone ghost dials itself, and it goes through three ring cycles. Uh, and when you pick it up, it, it's just our number calling mm-hmm. itself, and you pick it up, and it's just totally silent. And um, it goes through three of those cycles. And um, we finally got it to stop because yeah. we changed our carrier but nice. uh, that happened for about four years. It's just constant every night. And and that was, you know, scary. Sure. But um, apparently there's a man in a top hat that, that a few of them have seen. Oh. Yeah. Is he wearing pants or anything? Or is it just a top he's hat? He's just a big man. Just naked man with a top hat? No, he's wearing a suit, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him. But I don't like to walk around the house at night or and i don't like to be there when anybody's when nobody's there because it's just really scary yeah okay so alarming yeah one of the other girls could probably tell you a good ghost story but i personally have not seen the ghost but i do know that clara bow lived there at her house she was an old actress okay back in the day and uh uh you know a guy died on her uh patio from a coke overdose oh uh, which has probably happened all over Hollywood. In this city, yeah. <laughs> I never like to think about what happened in my the previous places I've lived. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, nothing good's going to come from that. I just like to imagine it was just like some sweet, charming couple who had a kid and then they outgrew the place and they had to sure. move into the suburbs. Right. But that probably wasn't the case. <laughs> I once lived in a place that was owned by Slash. Oh, wow. So that, and it was in Hollywood. I was like, this is the most Hollywood thing ever. I never met him. Hell you know, he had yeah. some wacky that would take pick, pick up the checks. But uh, if I was late, mm, oh, I really? should come for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably be late a lot. <laughs> and I was late, yes. <laughs> no, it was some delightful little French man who would come. And, oh. Boys, come on. I don't know what accent that was. But, uh. <laughs> Our landlord now is, is French. He's crazy. You know? oh, nice. and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess this happens everywhere, but it's just like, I think it does. It's just the... The peop- it's just such a like Russian roulette of who you end up living with out here. You know, like I was lucky enough to have like friends from college who I'd already lived with. And like that's I've always lived with people I know. And then now my girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, but like, yeah, you just end up in some really hairy situations. Oh, it was hairy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so was I. Yeah, no. there was, yeah, it was set up there. I was like, oh, we're going to uh, call back. <laughs> I'll carry, I'll, that's what I'll call this episode <laughs> the hairiest of situations <laughs> uh, I did actually turn that into a joke later but good I changed the story yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so now you know living with five women is totally different from living with five men yeah what's like the biggest difference um and s- with the guys there was never an argument you know with the women it's if there is an argument all of a sudden all of our like the octaves go up like ten times, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, what did you do? What did you do? No, 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 what did you do? And you just hear like if somebody's fighting downstairs, it's just like this high pitch, like kind of squeak because they don't want to actually get aggressive, right? Because we all don't want to leave, you right. know. So we make sure that we make it work, make it work yeah. you know. But times do get tense. Uh, two of them are sisters, okay. so they're you know bonded for life, and sure. there's. There's no breaking that, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm just kind of maneuvering my way around the sisterhood, mm-hmm. 
which is very strong. Uh, but, uh, you know, we borrow each other's clothes. That's great. They, um, they don't pee out of windows. They don't pee out of windows. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, you know, the, how the walls are very thin. That is a difference. So I've heard a lot of what's going on in the other rooms. Mm. Um, have you learned anything interesting? No, that just that I am lonely. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one like she she was right above me and now I'm in that room. But, uh, you know, her and her boyfriend were just doing what they do. And uh, boy, were those walls thin. <laughs> And, you know, and I would just put my headphones on because I'm not, you know, a creep and, sure. uh, and, um, you know, tune it out. But, um, yeah, that was, that's, you know, I would say a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Now I lay me down to bed as my friends have sex on top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> if I die before I wake, please don't let them know it was while I masturbate. That's beautiful. Please don't let them catch me. Well, I don't know. Well, what I it was. Yeah, <laughs> Even I, I wasn't. Did you learned that one in Sunday school. Yeah, <laughs> no, I made it Lord's up. Lord's prayer. Out, <laughs> made it up out of pure pain. Sure, as all great comedy comes from, right? Yeah, it's weird when you when you get to that level with a roommate. Like I overheard my roommate telling a girl to you know stick it in his ass. Really? Yes, and I don't know what Ooh. it was. That's good. Could have been a finger. Could have been whatever. I don't know. Wow. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, to each his own. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's but a good just, move. But it's just, you know, when you're getting breakfast the next morning in the kitchen and you're just kind of looking at him and it's just that now I know that you like ass play and I didn't need to know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he know? No, if he happens to listen to this episode and he's the one, then he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Isn't it awkward? Yeah. It's those things that you realize about another person that you didn't know, and then yeah. you s and see it, and then it's like, do I really know you? Right. Everything <laughs> I thought I knew was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> now I know the real you. Exactly. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, well, wrapping up, uh, I'm glad that the living situation is much better now. It seems like, I mean, congratulations on even still being here after all of that. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a lot of, I've seen a lot of people come and go in the nine years I've lived out here. So, um, but you mentioned you had kind of a crazy like manager experience or something. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. My, my first manager, um, he, you know, worked out of his apartment and, uh, <laughs> okay. he was just, he was a, a big believer, you know, he was like, listen, he was really supportive and uh, being so young, I didn't know anybody and I didn't have any resume or any kind of you know, connections to actually meet a real manager. And, and he, uh, would, you know, just tell me to meditate for abundance mm -hmm. and he would constantly try to get me to go to these meditation ceremonies. He wasn't a creep at all. He was just, you know, delusional. Sure. And there's a lot of that. In the city. And, you know, he would tell me to, he told me to buy a bonsai tree, put it in my car. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> Basically uh, to put it in my car and to just like meditate for abundance and to go to all the casting directors and bring them gifts. And, um, 
<laughs> which I did. Oh. But no, none of them wanted anything. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of gifts would you give them? Just little chocolates. <laughs> it Here's didn't work. Your pillow. <laughs> Put it under your pillow. None of it worked. Oh. None of it. And he would... um. He would put me out for roles that he, because I had dark hair at the time, and he was like, "Oh, you're ethnically ambiguous. This is great. We can use that as an angle to, you know, get you in the room." Which obviously felt really bad, and it felt awkward. And I would just go in there with a bunch of actual, you know, Latino women, and oh God. and uh, just feel like a fraud, yeah. you know, and feel wrong about it. But you wow. still, you just go and you do it, right? And um. Were they like me mugging you huh? at all? Were the other actresses kind of like, what the fuck is she doing? They here? didn't need to. Right. I, I was so awkward and weird yeah. there, you know? <laughs> like, well, and everyone's so self-involved and just focusing on their scene. They probably didn't even. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. I, nothing was ever going to happen for me until later. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, now looking back at it, I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> Why would I even put myself in that situation? You know, if I can't, if the sentences are not even formatted properly, why am I, why are you going in there? Oh, for the stuff you were auditioning for? Yeah. Was just awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it was garbage. Yeah. It was absolute garbage. I had a manager for like four years who was a very sweet woman, but she basically just became like my life coach. I would go see her once a week. She would, we'd just talk about, my issues with girls I was dating or wanted to date or my frustrations about life. Like, and it just got to this point where I mean, she got me one audition and it was for, this is when I was doing average Joe and the part was just average guy. I was like, well, I'm sure. I guess that's fitting. It was like a two line thing on uh, community and there was no content. I was apparently it was like a dream sequence or something. And there was like a comet coming at me. And so I just thought average guy, he's probably not like that energetic or something. And so I just like, you know, it was my first time on the CBS Radford lot. And I'm like walking around like, yeah, all right. Finally, something's happening. <laughs> and I just like, you know, like, oh, no, it's coming for me. And then the guy was just like, uh, can you do it again with energy? And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. And then I did it again. And he was like, oh, all right. <laughs> that was it you know and that's just how it goes you spend an hour getting there and then you're there for 30 seconds really that's the ideal case when you're not waiting yeah and you leave yeah having no dignity at all (laughs) i blew it that was my shot i was that close it's uh it's a maddening thing you know but that was the only thing uh audition she ever got me or anything oh wow Uh, how long were you with her like four years oh I don't know. We like put different things together, but it just, it was, I just, I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. But you, she was like a good person. Yeah. She was a and, great person. Yeah. And, like, that was... really helped me like with, you know, just my life. But I think we both just got to this. Like, I think she folded her like management company or whatever. And, you know, cause it was just like, do you know anybody? Like, what do we, <laughs> you know, like, I don't How know. old were you? Uh, this, like, she signed me before I'd even released Average Joe. So I was because one of the actresses on the show was already was also repped by her. So that actress showed the manager like the show and was like, oh, I love this. This guy seems really talented or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was just stoked. I was like, yes, I'm yeah. going to sign with her right out of the gate. Yeah. I don't need to see credentials or anything else because I was just stoked. I was 23. Oh, yeah. So you were super young. and Yeah. And then, yeah. And then at 27, I was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's time. 
And we just kind of like, we met up out because she had lost her office space. So we were just meeting at outside of a <laughs> coffee bean. Not a red bean. flag at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, at that point it was because I just like, we sat outside of coffee bean and I feel like we both were talking about projects and stuff. But I think we both knew this was the last time we'd see each other. And then it was. And then we just never spoke again. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It's a weird city. I, we're know? just holding on to these these streams. And exactly. And, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, it seems like things are going, you know, like, are you happy with what you're doing now? Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm yeah. really, really happy. I'm really excited about uh, just creating stuff for myself. Exactly. Yeah, um, it's very rewarding. And it's something that people can't take away from you. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned mm -hmm. with all my self-creation mm -hmm. so um and you do stand-up right mm -hmm. okay and yeah. are you performing regularly and all that you know? regularly yeah, yeah. around noah i uh, you know i should probably be pushing a lot more cool. um and that's the plan nice. but i was kind of just figuring it out sure. if for me it was kind of just playing and now i'm coming into realizing it's a real strength well you just got to get to a point where like you're happy with what your plan is instead of like jumping all in and then you know like not Anyway, um, well, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Kelly Katie, C-A-T-E-Y is the last name. And uh, yeah, put out silly videos and memes and, you know. All the good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, like I said, I'm glad that uh, your living situation is uh, solid and has been now for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks for coming on and talking about hey, it. Hey, thanks for having me. It was yeah, fun. Definitely. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that I did. It was just, she's awesome. I really enjoyed getting to know Kelly a little bit, and um, I hope you did too. That's all I've got for now. As always, you can check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to that Patreon page. Email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. So... Until next Wednesday, keep laughing.